0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells, episode 131, coming at you guys today, recording on a chilly Friday afternoon, Friday night, coming at you January 5th, and Taylor, the United States has the greatest hockey team in the world.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Correct, and and it will always be that way.
0: That's right. Full stop. End sentence. Yep. Uh, that is that is going to be the the topic that we lead off with today. And as you guys can see, I'm sporting my 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic team. We didn't we didn't beat the Soviets this time around, so it's mm. I don't think it's and it's not the Olympics, uh, and it's only and it's only kids. But other than all that other stuff, this is a great day for America.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, Mitch maybe would have put up a little bit of a fight, but... Perhaps. I don't know who else they have.
0: And and all the best Canadian players were playing in the NHL. But other than all of that...
1: Yeah, I mean, minor details.
0: uh, Yeah, minor details, not a big deal. Uh, They don't ask how, they ask how many. And right now, the United States has a gold medal, uh, talking lots of shit to uh, Swedish fans that don't understand the the shit talking, most likely. Um, But you know what? uh don't care so uh we'll we'll get into details in a second but before we get into our ads i just want to say um sucks to be you sweden and uh and ricky our old friend that we played college hockey with and uh you know i don't really know your system of government so i'm gonna assume to say that your king sucks
1: King sucks
0: i don't i don't know
1: Uh, yeah ricky
0: (laughs) you and your king can go eat cheese or something i don't i don't know what they do in sweden ludekvist yeah that's right there we go
1: yeah, yeah. i don't <laughs> pancakes sweet little tiny thin swedish pancakes is that is
0: that what the, i think they call them crepes
1: well yeah it's basically like the swedish version of crepes so oh my, did... so my grand. my grandpa was full swedish oh used, okay so yeah I've, I've had all that stuff i was all swedish i was no Finnish. um yeah so you you celebrate mm-hmm. leaf Ericsson day yeah every year ha- you, you, yeah everybody does
0: boy that that is a uh-huh. very obscure spongebob reference like if you if you got if you got that then you are definitely like born in the early 90s like <laughs> <laughs> like yes. if if you if you are a general Zer or you know like born in like the mid to late 90s you're gonna be like who the fuck is Leif erickson and why does he have a day you're also gonna be really confused when I go, uh hing uh ding again. Okay, <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Just just go, right now, pause us and go onto YouTube and look up SpongeBob Leaf Erickson Day and you'll you'll be caught up.
1: People are probably um, already on YouTube, so
0: most, just, most likely just queue it up. Most likely, yes. All right, uh, real quick, we'll uh, get out some shout-outs here, folks. Uh, we need to give a shout-out to Manta Ray Cafe. Folks, Manta Ray Cafe is the premier karaoke bar in downtown Spokane. Shout-out to Jeff and all the folks down at Manta Ray. Love them. Absolutely have a great time there. Some of the best pizza that you can find in town. Very affordably priced. And guess what? They've got weekly specials. Nice. Tuesdays. Tuesday is going to be Twisted Tea Tuesdays, Twisted Teas for $4, Twisted Arnold Shots for 6 Those are very potent. Please be cautious when you take those. And uh, speaking from experience, don't drop your Twisted Tea shot into your Twisted Tea. It's a really bad idea. It's a terrible hangover. Don't do it. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: it's not a good idea. It's delicious, and you can drink it real fast, and then you feel like that you got diabetes. So- Such a quitter, dude. Oh, man, I, fin- I finished it, but I don't know if I'm ever doing it again. <laughs> White Claw Wednesdays, White Claws for $4 each. That's going to be deep Thursdays and free painting, like free palette painting in the back. Uh, flavor Fridays, go up and ask the bartender. So a random uh, flavor from the bar, $6 uh, drink. Shotsky Saturdays, four people, four shots, $10. That's from 5 to 8 p.m. And then Sundays is industry night, open mic and jam from 530 to eight and karaoke starts at eight. Industry special is four dollars for your first drink, because we know that those folks in the industry like to uh, sometimes partake in a beverage or two. So we're not going to give you all your drinks uh, for cheap anyway. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's right. All right. Also, we need to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network. They're our uh, main sponsors. We are very happy to be and appreciative of the Hockey Podcast Network. Jump, jump on over to their website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, and check out all the very many, many, many wonderful shows that we have. If you are a hockey fan and you follow a specific team, there's probably a show for you. And if you just like listening to hockey talk in general, there's plenty of shows for that. Uh, the Terry Ryan Show very entertaining if you guys don't know who terry ryan is he plays ted hitchcock in uh the acclaimed show shorzy uh all right r.i.p letter kenny last season came out it wasn't bad
1: mm-hmm. i uh-huh. think we uh yeah it's just moved on to shorzy now that's true
0: yeah and honestly i it's shorzy is it's beautiful it's it's a work of art really it's it's so fucking good um also, last but not least, let's talk about the Hub Tavern here, folks. And uh, I'm going to save a lot of the uh, schmoozing for the Hub because we're going to talk about the Winter Classic here in a second. But, folks, the Hub Tavern is the premier hockey bar in Spokane, one of the, my favorite dives I've ever been to of all time. I mean that in a good way, not in a bad way. Uh, go on in there, part of the Anchor Alliance. Say that uh, Dusty Bender Podcast sent you. Say hi to Dave and Mona, Mona for us. And uh, go in, partake. It's a cash bar, so uh, bring bring some bring some squids.
1: Oh, play a little NHL hits. I know we say that every Ooh. time, but man, I'm craving it.
0: I'm uh yes, there's a it. there's there's some regulars in the bar that will bring in one of those old box TVs and hook up an old GameCube to play some NHL hits. Man, oof, that was beautiful. Oof. That's a good time. But yes, I uh, got to get into that here in a little bit when we're talking about the Winter
1: Classic. Yeah. Uh Taylor, you 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 went to this game, right? I was there, baby. I was I was in the building. All right, I'm... give me give before we depict
0: before we break down the game. How was the ambiance? How was the feel? Did did you feel like it was a, a monumental thing?
1: Oh yeah, I mean it was it was by far the best hockey game I've ever been to, and there's just something about like outdoors is one thing, but I mean I think it can hold like almost fifty thousand fans at this. At, at the Mariners stadium. Yep. So it's just a whole different vibe. There's people fucking everywhere. Like it was, it was unreal. And everybody uh, surprisingly, right. Like even with the amount of Vegas fans, it was you know, probably 80 to 20, I would say. So mo- mostly. That's pretty good fans, though. That's yeah, pretty, good. pretty good. So there, there was a good amount of Vegas fans. Not a lot of like really not a lot of hostility, you know? So like, I mean, you know, you just really never know what it's going to look like. So, they probably uh, but, should have
0: picked. They should, probably should have picked Colorado instead of Vegas. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, there was still a good amount. There was still a good amount of Vegas fans that bought those ugly fucking white Winter Classic jerseys for them too. I got so, a buddy
0: that had. When when you invest into a jersey that's slated for one specific game, man, you're really rolling the dice because. They're never gonna wear that jersey again. Well, I mean, okay, there's rare occasions where teams will wear those Winter Classic jerseys, like on occasion. But more often than not, those jerseys are going to be forever associated with that one game. Right. So you know, like if you already if you already bought those god awful cream v cream v jerseys, ugh, I even hated saying it. They're terrible. Uh, so terrible. Um, you ever it's it's now forever associated because they're not gonna wear them again. No. So it's it's associated with the one time they got shut out in Seattle.
1: Right. And they got freaking crunched. Like it really wasn't even it like it was pretty much one-sided until the third where Vegas was like, Oh fuck. Oh, we're going to actually
0: lose this game.
1: Yeah. We're going to lose. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall it was great. They, they set it up so good. I mean, they had like, you know, they had a little pond area. The kids were skating. They had, you know, live music was set up. They had, you know, obviously the, the uh you know where they where the teams came out right they had the dock set up that's cool uh it was just all around it was super super cool so yeah really good setup we were with you know with a good group of folks and uh yeah there was one vegas fan in front of me that uh probably like we didn't we didn't see them after the first period and i take full responsibility for that but yeah i I mean uh, you know it, it was it was a damn good time they did a really good job and I saw a lot of people basically on Twitter and stuff like that saying like, oh, you know, if you didn't think Seattle was a hockey town, now you do like it, it really was like Seattle's coming out party. It was great. So
0: that's awesome. uh, Yeah. Really good. stuff. It's good to hear that that was the vibe on the ground because out outside of the end, you know, people that aren't invested into it, people aren't on the ground, people who aren't like in the vibe of, of the game and whatnot, all they can go off of is like general vibes from outside. And, you know, I we're, we're hockey fans. We we listen to a lot of varying perspectives. And all the people that don't care about Seattle and they just watch the Winter Classic because it was the Winter Classic, they said it was meh. And the yeah. ratings were meh. And and to be honest, you know, it was a pretty slow game for the most part. Seattle mm-hmm. was mostly in control. We, we can get into yeah. the game here in a second. But, um, I mean, from the outside perspective, like even what from a production standpoint, man, everything went out everything went over like well and even it watching great. it from, so I watched it from the hub and like everything, from... like I got to see the whole like Bowie-Biz fight, like that mm. was live and I'm like, oh fuck, did Biz just like kill Bowie? Threw
1: a, threw, a, threw a haymaker <laughs> at him too.
0: Like I, I B- Bowie comes out like doing the fake punches with the fucking gloves and I'm like okay, that's funny. And then like they had obviously choreographed it, but man, like Biz like like stiff shoulder so I went at him, and he kind of went down awkwardly. I'm like, Ooh, like that's, that's not like a, a wrestling arena where he's going to be bouncing up. Like, Oh,
1: it didn't yeah. look very good. I, I missed that. I was standing in a beer line, but that's right. I heard, right. I heard all about it. I heard it was pretty good stuff it was it was
0: pretty funny and and it, from like we actually like the, the camera angles were cool for like when you mentioned the teams coming out uh seeing them throw those were actual salmon that they were throwing over the team
1: yep yep in between so, yeah. i think what's the, the coolest thing right is like yes some of them were going overhead but they were basically like timing it to the point where they were throwing like they threw a couple behind joey you know they were kind of throwing sure. them in between the guys as they were coming through so yeah super seattle cool
0: Seattle fans just sitting there going like, Oh God, that's, this is so awesome. Like I hope they don't, you you hope you don't screw it up. You hope somebody mm-hmm. doesn't drop one or something like that. And then, you know, every, every other fucking casual fan is watching going like, I fucking hope just, I hope they hit one. Yeah. Someone, someone just gets tuna slapped right in the fucking dome. Ole- Elysiac just takes a concussion.
1: <laughs> I mean, eh, you know, if they're going to hit anybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it it was really, it was really cool. I'm sure there was, I'm sure there's even people in Seattle that were like, uh, you know, like shit, we go to, we're just trying to buy our fruit at the fucking market and we see this shit all the time. But yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. You know, uh, people were getting into it booing the Knights as they were coming out. They booed the refs. It's just, yeah, it was, it was good, man. It was, you know, it, it made it feel like Seattle was actually a hockey town, right? That's the stuff you want to see from a hockey game is, you know, booing the raft, the other team, you know, some of the stuff that they were that they were uh, playing and stuff like that. I will say my only negative feedback to the whole thing, yeah. Um, and and I don't and I don't actually don't even know if if uh, Trunks was was on the was on the sticks, but the music was kind of subpar.
0: Trunks was not. He was he was at a DJ stage, but I from based on his tweets, he was like outside. Shout out to shout out to Trunks. We need to get yeah, him Trunks, on the show. Trunks is the man um he was i i know that he was like at the event but i don't think he was running the in arena music i think he was like outside at like
1: a watch party or something like that yeah i think tr- trunks would have done would have done it a lot better uh but that's just that's being super picky about it but sure yeah i mean get to, getting to see Hart, you know i i admittedly had to look up who Hart was and then they played barracuda <laughs> and i was like okay shit like I right everybody's but... barracuda sure yeah. Just really good, really good setup. Uh, the, you know, the, the riding the train in. So we parked at the sea tack and then rode the train in and just, it, it was just electric, man. It was great. Yeah.
0: God, I was uh, I was about to make a, a terrible, uh, like, Oh, why didn't they ask Nirvana? But, um, but it reminded me, I was, I I remember literally like it was this young, I was at a bar and this young 21 year old came in. I wasn't even privy to the conversation. I wasn't involved. I was just overhearing it. And she, this young 21 year old had just discovered nirvana and lithium was playing in the bar. And she's like, Oh, I just started getting into getting into everything. I really like that. But, um, I'm really, she's talking to the bartender. She's like, I really, I'm really liking his wife's stuff too. I'm like, uh, huh? she's like, I think they're like divorced now or something. I'm like, you could say that. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um,
1: yeah. Sure. Too, Why not too soon? Too soon.
0: Too soon. <laughs> it's only, it's only been, 21 years 20, but yeah 20 years
1: yeah 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 no mm. it was it was great i think it, yeah it just the atmosphere was great i think uh one thing one thing they a lot of the stuff that they were selling excuse me that they were selling yeah. at the at the um uh, you know at the store and stuff like that a lot of that stuff you can get online so if you oh, cool. didn't end up getting to go to the winter classic there's a bunch of that kind of stuff but yeah overall and, and a three in and and the first shutout of the winter classic yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, unreal. That's
0: super cool. So let's, let's get into the game itself. Um, fairly low key event. Like even people, like even me, you and me who were invested can admit that it wasn't the most high intensity game. Right. Um, and that mostly was because Seattle was largely in control and under this, you know, eight Oh and two run, we'll get into the, the Kraken's run here in a little bit, but you know, they've been playing a lot more structured, less reckless hockey, which makes for, you know, kind of a less exciting up tempo game. But you know, shutting out the defending Stanley Cup champions is nothing to to balk at. Not to mention the solid play of I, let's let's just get into it, Joey Dacker.
1: Yeah, Joey Joey's the guy. There's absolutely like, is if, he him? Uh, yeah, I I I'm getting. I mean, you never know. But uh, it's kind of it. It has that feel a little bit of like a Gustavson Aiden Hill last okay. year right where okay. it's like okay you know how long is this run gonna go what is what does this actually look like but I look the Kraken haven't had a goaltender that can actually win them games in the regular season and this kid's doing it and he's doing it I mean sh- I, I don't even know what his save percentage is over this 10 game streak but you
0: know,
1: 0.922 yeah I mean but he's got he's got a, he's got a pair of shutouts in there it just seems like one, one of the things that we always talked about with the goaltending in Seattle was Grubauer, Jones, you know, uh, th- these guys didn't really have this, like, okay, I'm going to make this one save that I probably shouldn't have made, and it's going to carry momentum. Mm. And that's what Joey can do. Joey, like, Joey showed up, especially in the Winter Classic game, he showed up the whole time, and it was basically, you know, he would make that save, even if it wasn't just completely electric. It was like, okay, you know, let's get our legs back under us, right? Whereas like timely saves. So it's just not something that the Kraken have seen. And Joey is providing that for him. And it seems like the team is just following suit, you know? So it, it really, I, I mean, is he the guy going forward? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's until... until he gives you a reason not to exactly. be. Exactly. Yep. Yep.
0: It's not. It's we're we're past the point of like I, I don't even think Grubauer is worth a timeshare at this point. Like, no. Unfortunately, yeah. because of the money that we are paying him, uh, he's gonna have to be at least on the bench. Yeah. But I, it's. I mean, it wouldn't be if it was up to me. We'd throw him to waivers. But, um, and I, and I don't necessarily like. I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Kraken fan base a bit of credit here because there's a lot of Grubauer defenders out there, and I I. I love the idea that we are sticking by our players, even when they're bad like that. It's, it does show that we like genuinely love our team and that we're not fair weather fans. Like what have you done for me lately? Like I still like this guy, even if he's terrible, I I get it. That's great. And that's very admirable. And it does. And it is a good reflection on Seattle being a hockey town and loving their team and whatnot. But that being said, you can't have that mentality if you want to win the Stanley cup. And as much as, as much as we love saying groove, and, and he seems like a really stand up German gentleman kind of guy at the end of the day, he's never posted an above 900 save percentage on this team during the regular season. He currently is not. I think the last I looked it up, it was 0.886 or eight, six, eight, something, something along those lines. Terrible. Um, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. He's uh, according to money puck. We were, and I were talking about it during the winter classic with, uh, with our producer, Aaron, uh, the guy is the ninth worst goalie in the league right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's terrible. Whereas I, I think Joey is sporting a 0.922, uh something along those lines.
1: Yeah. Which is I just, incredible. Yeah. I just think it's at some point you can't look at the money. You can't look at just how much they do for the community and say, this is the guy that we have to play because of this, this and this. Right. It's got to show, right? I mean, like, you know, it's, it's with any business, anybody that's listening, either of us, Right, if we're not doing our job and we're not producing results, I, I'm I'm sure. sorry, it's just not it's not your position to continue to hold. Right, so, for yeah. Gru. Yeah, that's that's just unacceptable. So, and and it's not like it's not like Gru was putting up pretty decent numbers for the last couple of years. It's this is year three of. Very subpar goaltending.
0: Never posted above 900 save percentage.
1: Right, and and anybody can have a good day. Anybody can have a bad day. Right. That's. Good. I mean, the best goalies in the league will will have a stinker.
0: And but- and is Joey going to fall back to earth eventually? Yeah, Absolutely. Like there, there's yeah. no way that he's going to. He's not. Like we love the run that he's on, and he, we love the guy, and he's he is arguably the goaltender of the future. Sure. But he's he's. I mean, he's not going to be a nine. He's got to be. A, he's not going to be a point nine three zero goalie you know the rest of the way like he'll average out and he'll probably hover in the low 900s and that's and that's fine
1: yeah but it, like, I think I think the difference between a Grubauer and a Joey is Grubauer is not only had his opportunity but he's getting older right so you know he's he's getting into those point that point where it's like okay have, what have you done for me right whereas Joey is 27 years old right he still has a potential to turn into a number 1 goalie, right? Yep. And he has shown in the AHL the last couple of years that he can put that, that maybe he is figuring it out, right? So it just hasn't quite up until this recent run translated into the NHL, but man alive. I mean, you just for me, w- you know, when Grubauer Grubauer will be sitting on the bench, but it needs to be an 80 20 split. <sighs> Right. It, There's just. It shouldn't pretend- be that because Drieger
0: has earned the backup spot.
1: And Drieger, Drieger has only had, a, I think, one or two yeah. starts, but like decent starts, right? So, right. like. He's been fine we'll in limited minutes.
0: Better than. Right. I we I was having a, a very polite disagreement with uh, the Davy Jones folks on Twitter, and they were trying to say, like, oh, you know, you can't. The success isn't all on just Joey. And it's no, like. I don't that's, disagree. And that's not wrong, but. Right do you really think, do you, do you, first off, do you think we would have won the winter classic with Grubauer in goal? And if your answer is not absolutely yes, then what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. And I, and that's, as we were walking out of the stadium, actually, Aaron and I were talking about it. It, it. There's a very good chance it would have been four, three, Yeah. right? It's just, that's, the, you know, not only, not only the way that he's been playing, not only the way that the team's been playing in front of him, but it just, it feels like Joey has, the the backing of the boys in front of him. Right. And so they're
0: confident to play in front of him to actually play more like uh, they can take risks and actually like play offense because with grew, it's more of like a panicked, like if we don't stop this guy from shooting, he's scoring. Right. And it's always, and it's, you and I have been in those moments too, like where it's a close game. How many times have we watched a cracking game where, it's it's that make or break save, you know, like, okay, the game's tighter. We're only down by one and we're, we're, or we just scored a goal, you know, and we're, we're finally getting the momentum back. And then grew immediately fucking gives up the next
1: goal. Yeah. And I think like it's, I, it's
0: happened yeah. more times than I can count.
1: And there's just, I mean, there, there's the benefit of having played the game, right? Yeah. The, 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 you know, I can think back to pretty much every goaltender I've had in in my playing days and, there's just a different, like you just don't have that anxiety of knowing that all five of your, you know, your, your forwards and your D need to get back because you have to play the best defense you can because your goalie is going to let in a squeaker. Right. Or,
0: or we have to score four goals tonight or we're going to lose.
1: Right. And I think there's, there's just a huge, huge mentality of, of being able to say, okay, you know, I can go a little bit harder in the offensive zone, potentially pot one. But if I don't, and i and i and i let up a three on two it's technically a three on three it's not a three on two right like i think it's just it's just that mindset so yeah i uh i there's there's no excuse you know another thing that we have talked about and it'll be interesting to see is when that starting goalie does come back and we see these backups that have played well in their absence there there's always that potential to to kind of almost mess with the goalie tandem or room right where that that backup starts to go oh shit the big boy's back Mm -hmm. right and then you kind of start to see their game falter a little bit and it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on that but i think joey gets every single opportunity for me
0: he needs until
1: until that you know until grubauer steals a game you know and they kind of go back then, and forth so no no even then it yeah. it
0: in, in my estimation needs to be like an 80 20 split for the remainder of the season yeah in in my yeah. and it's because Joey's earned it yeah Joey's earned it Grubauer has not the only reason that he's even if if Grubauer was making Drieger money Grubauer would be in the AHL right now yeah like probably. literally the only thing that keeps him on that bench is his contract
1: yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's just, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, looking at it, right, you can't Jack Campbell every goalie that's making five and a half, six million, right? No. It's just very, very difficult for NHL rosters to do that. But, and and they won't, right? Drieger, Drieger will be the odd man out. That's just the way it's going to be.
0: so friend To that point, is probably getting traded. Because yeah, he's on, I yeah. believe he's on an expiring contract. They're not going to give him, like, he's good enough to be, He's an NHL caliber goalie. He shouldn't be sitting in, in AHL Coachella. Um, yeah, now is, right. He'll, he'll go fuck. I mean, there's, there's enough rumors right now and we can segue into, uh, the, the Samsonov situation for a second. Um, like there's uh, right now, Martin Jones is the cemented number one starting goaltender in Toronto for, for at least the foreseeable future, like for a month or two, you know, yeah. Yeah, until uh, because Justin
1: Wool comes back. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Justin Wool is currently injured. Um, it like they keep saying it's three to four weeks, but they've been saying three to four weeks for like two weeks. Three to four weeks. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. Uh, the rumor is, is that it's a high ankle sprain. Uh shit's not easy to recover from, especially if you're a goalie. So uh, you know, you're you're whatever. So they're on the mercy now of Martin Jones, who as Kraken fans, we are familiar with Martin Jones pulling spectacular games out of his fucking ass. But also our experience is, is how long can Jones keep this up? Because he can only do it for so long. Right. So the, it's, it's Toronto's thing of like, okay, do we just hope that we can, you know, he's going to keep it going before wall comes back or do we make a trade? And uh, I know that there's a lot of goalies out there that, have, you know, Jake out Al- fucking Jake Allen, man, that guy, he's going to, Claw his way back into a, a, comp- a, comp- a competing team somehow, um, but there's there's just a, there's enough teams that would consider themselves uh, competitors right now that need goaltending. Like Carolina's fucking hurting too, so there there's teams out there that they could get a market for. And I just don't. I mean, I'm sure Seattle would love to keep Drieger, but at the same time, you're you're you signed a deal with the devil, so to speak. Not not to insinuate that Grubauer is a devil, but you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> in, in any case um but yeah l- real quick on the t- to wrap up kind of the kraken so eight zero and 2 uh very impressive run the last 10 games uh it's less impressive when it kind of just offsets their previous like what 10 game losing streak or something mm, yeah. so i mean it kind of just balances out the bad stretch that they had over the month of i think it was november or december uh somewhere in there um you could there is an argument to be made that uh, the turning point and i want to hear your thoughts on this uh, the thomas tatar trade
1: yeah i'll i'll uh, I, I don't disagree i think he's been better than i i think a lot of people expected but i think i i did see a pretty funny one i think of the 80 and 2 Really started right around when the uh Adam Larson shirts with the bowl cut, yeah. <laughs> when, no, when those came out. I, I yeah. saw so somebody posted that I, I should have wrote down who it was to give them a little shout out. But yeah, like their record since the the Adam Larson bowl cut shirts, the the whole team wore them, is, is the turning point for me. So. <laughs> Yeah, just just fantastic. awesome
0: just awesome uh, it, it does seem like the vibes uh with this team are are they're in high spirits it seems like it seems like they're happy with their team um i think it was Dunn who was in an interview he was talking like look man uh you know a lot of our losses were one goal games in overtime mm-hmm. we've de- been dealing with a lot of injuries you know this is the first time we've been healthy pretty much all year um like he's they seemed confident instead of like that defeatist mentality of like oh you know we just got to keep battling it was, he was legitimately saying like, well, there's logical reasons to why we just haven't, you know, had our shit together yet. Um, but I think, and Tatar is bit, yeah, three goals, two assists in eight games for Tatar uh, skating nice. on the first, skating on the first line with Eberle and, uh, and yeah. Maddie Beniers. And it's, it's, I think it's helped Maddie a little bit. I think it's helped Eberle or Eberle a little bit. Um, and it takes pressure off McCann, you know, I think, mm-hmm it's we all love mccann we've said it a thousand times in the show he's not a 40 goal scorer he's more closer to a 30 goal scorer um but when the team's not scoring because he set that precedent last year all eyes go to him of like all right Caner, Caner, get us a fucking goal
1: yeah
0: and that's not you know that's just not something that you can expect from him every game so yeah. uh unfortunately uh that's that's not good but as we saw from the winter classic, we're finally seeing the strengths from last year. We're getting depth scoring who, uh, it was Tolvinin, fucking Will Borgen of all people. And, um, nice. yeah, it, just a Anything. fucking, yeah. And, and Yanni,
1: Gord and Yanni, yep.
0: Yanni Gord. Um, so we're finally getting depth scoring, which is incredible.
1: Yeah. And I think to add to that, the last thing I'll say the the crack and the, the systems seem better right and i think that's yeah. that's a big thing that's a big part of it probably where Do- davy jones was kind of coming at right
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: the defense looked a lot better brian Doomlin didn't look like an absolute fucking slug out there right he looked like he could actually remembered how to play a little bit of defense so i think i think just all in all you know there's still those couple of mistakes but you're gonna see that even with some of the better teams so it's just it really it really was was good
0: and this all comes full circle. Like this defense, you and I have never minced words on it. It's it's average to mediocre. Mm-hmm. And but and like you said, there's going to be those mistakes, but to come full circle, now we have a goalie that's there to bail the defense out.
1: Right. And and they Whereas, don't to be bailed out all the time, but correct. Sometimes but
0: they sometimes. And it, with Drew Bowery it was never. Like if right. if the defense made a mistake, the puck's going to the back of the net. Yeah. So it's it's good to have a goalie back there that you can have confidence in that like you're not necessarily always worried about if I oh if I fucking make one mistake, the puck's in the back of the net. You've got somebody there to bail you out. So that's good. Um cracking ahead and in a good direction. Let's let's hope that they can continue it. Yep. Um cool. Uh speaking of a good good segue to talk about Vegas for a hot second because they're not doing so hot, Taylor.
1: They really are not. We we kind of talked about them even on the on the last podcast. Yep. It's just they're they're struggling a little bit. I mean, you're you're gonna see this, right? They're gonna have every team's gonna have their ebbs and flows, but yeah, lost six of last seven, and they've been outscored twenty seven to fourteen. That is not great. No, that is just uh, not not good.
0: I mean, was it sustainable? You know, they came out with that like eleven game winning streak in the beginning. Like, was that just? No, of course they were gonna fall back to earth. And I think they are dealing with some a little injuries, bit of injuries. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of injuries. Out. um Aiden Aiden Hill, who has turned into an elite goaltender, is gone. Yeah. Um yeah. Our our producer uh happily brought up that uh he's slated to be the starting goaltender for Canada. Yeah, which is
1: that's I good good. Uh, for
0: him. I, I think you and I cause because he was a he was a yoke for a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, well, I, he he played in Arizona for a little bit. He spent more time in like Tucson, and then I okay. I believe he was over in San Jose before that. But gotcha. yeah, uh, Vegas, you know, there there. This is what's going to happen. I mean, you know, Vegas. I loved Vegas getting super cocky about their 10 11 game streak to, yep. to open the season because we even brought it up. Right, you're you're essentially playing scrub teams, right? So. Yep eventually you know eventually some of those big body teams or some of those teams that can skate with you and keep up with you they're gonna beat you and i right now it just it, it ha- does have that vibe even with a couple guys out right like every team goes mm-hmm. through it but they look kind of defeated right i mean they look like they need a spark and they're just not getting it so um yeah tired. just tired they, do, they do look tired i mean you know that's that's you expect that at the beginning of the season, right? And and I think right, they're and then they nice schedule, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, they kind of have that that Stanley Cup hangover, but sure. I think because of their easy schedule to start, I think they almost got lulled into a sleep. Right? They yep. kind of got lull, lulled asleep a little bit. So,
0: so are you yeah, worried about them, or no, are they going mean, to bounce it, back? And no,
1: I, I mean, are they this? Are they the same absolutely dominant Vegas team of last year? I I don't know. I don't think so but it's still a, that's still easily a playoff team still very much, you know, the Pacific is still wide open. So I I think, I think you're a little bit of concern just because they are struggling, but it's, and maybe it's just because it's Vegas. We're expecting them to be an absolute juggernaut, but yeah, uh, it'll be really interesting to kind of see what they do from here, but who knows?
0: I mean, I agree. Um, I don't, I mean, there's, there's no, to me, there's no danger of them falling out of a playoff spot. That's, that's not what I'm worried about, but it it could be a chink in the armor, so to speak of like, okay, this, you know, the Goliath team is not necessarily what we thought they were going to, you know, but then again, you know, we watched uh, Boston run away with like the league record and get bounced in the first round. So not always a, not always a positive thing when you're, when you're doing that, uh, overall they're, I think they're gonna be fine. It's especially, yeah. especially when,
1: when they get their people back. I mean, we've seen some of those hot teams in the Pacific start to kind of fall off a little bit anyways. Right. So, I mean, Vegas is obviously one, LA has struggled a little bit recently, mm-hmm. those, those kind of things. So things are starting to even out a little bit more. I think pe- you know, teams are starting to find their identity teams that have a ton of changes, right. Mm-hmm. It takes them a little bit of time to get going and, and get moving around. So yeah, I, I, t- yeah, I, I think that they'll be they'll be OK. They got to write the ship soon, though, because we're starting to we're starting to get to that point where, you know, we're, we're finding out who's fake. So,
0: well, and they're but they're, see, they're to me, they're in the category of good to great, whereas, you know, like mm-hmm. the Kraken are on a great run. But like, as, as we said before, all it does is balance out the 10 game losing streak they had. And as we've mentioned previously, like, as you can see on here are they are they're fake good at the moment. Like they're 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 tripping backwards into a playoff spot with nine overtime losses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if we didn't have loser points, the Kraken would be very, very easily much lower in the standings. Right. So it's, it's, it's a, now I'm hoping it balances out. You know, I'm sure that Gary Bettman hates when this happens because he's the big proponent of the loser point. Um, and it, it, it makes his system look dumb when somebody limps into the playoffs with a, with a losing record, technically, sure. which, I mean, if you if you add it up, you know, the Kraken definitely have a losing record, Um, whereas all the teams ahead of them. Well, even the I mean, even the technically the Yotes are a better team. They have a better record than the Kraken. But because the Kraken lost at a different time, they're uh, they're ahead of them for some. It's and I think that's a little bit frustrating because it's counterintuitive to like what you and I think of as hockey. You know, it's the best wins kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that that makes sense. Um, Hey, speaking of the best wins. How about that USA team, eh?
1: Oh, that, I just—they rolled, absolutely fucking rolled, man. I but I mean this is this is the team we've been talking. I mean the hockey world's been talking about this group of American players that have been playing together for how long now, and all of like all of their. I think I don't. I'm not going to try to guess the number but like majority of this team was drafted right like it's a it was a damn good team like if they did not win especially with the bedards and the and the and the shane rights as as aaron likes to say the you know with with canada not having some of those high-end players in those guys this team should have rolled and they did they they looked so good throughout the whole tournament just Justed Sweden. I mean, it was a game for a little bit. I did. I got to watch the highlights. I didn't watch the full game itself, but just. I mean, a six-two win. You know. I mean, it, it was close for a little bit, and then it was just. You could. You could tell that it was just. It was the USA show. So. Yeah, and I think I think what's what's funny about it is there was like this a little bit of like people kept calling it like a villain complex, right? You know, they're Isn't in right. Sweden playing Sweden, and they did. They like I, I forget who scored the goal, but someone did like the Superman like. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, pull the pulled suit back kind of thing and, right. and show the USA, right? So there was definitely a little bit of that villain complex, but it, they, they, they were owned the best it. team. Yeah, they, they owned it. They did. They it's did. fun to be the villain. Right? I mean, you know. We're... And this is sports. Like, you're supposed to. Like, I, I
0: I a lot of, in fact, it was kind of funny. I mean, granted, you know, Twitter is an algorithm and blah, blah, blah. But it's funny. Like, I saw more Canadians being pissed off about this than Swedes. Right. You know, like at the end of the day, it's this is a sport. We're supposed to talk shit to each other. Like when you lose, you cope and you make excuses and you, you know, insult their moms. And when you win, you talk massive shit like that's this is just sports. If you don't like the competitive nature of it, don't follow sports like that's it's as simple as that.
1: Canadian Canadian fans being upset about that, like like Canada wouldn't have done the same thing. Come on, dude. Just, this is
0: not dude. baseball like i'm sorry and if you don't like it maybe get past the fucking qualifying round
1: yeah maybe get past chechnya and fucking <laughs> quarterfinals <laughs> fucking losers it's just yeah go back to the nhl dude like <laughs> I, you guys yeah. lost
0: to the bronze winners okay you're you're congratulations you're the fourth place team
1: I, I mean, look, I, it was was it one of the weakest Canadian teams we've seen? 100%, right? I mean, they, they were missing some big big names and stuff like that, but that is the world juniors, right? Figure out a way because you're going right. to see it's going to happen, right? It's the same thing with just regular juniors, right? You're going to have players that get pulled up. It's the same thing with the AHL. Uh, You know, I, I uh, was over, over New Year's was talking with a buddy who used to have season tickets to the San Diego Goals. So this was the Ducks AHL team. Yep. And, you know, one of the things he said is it sucks, but it's just the way it goes that, you know, some of these teams would have been so much better if we had those guys. If we had those younger guys that got pulled up and stuff like that. It's just it's the name of the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand being upset, but the U.S. team was the best. I mean, they went in as the best team, Thank you know. You. Yeah. So yep. I I uh, yeah. Good good on them. Congratulations to them. You know, it's it, it kind of sucks for Sweden cuz I mean what we've had what well, we've gone US Canada Canada US now for the last four I think is what it is or something correct me if I'm wrong but S- uh, I think
0: Sweden snuck one in yeah, there Yeah Sweden might have snuck one in there too or or maybe just...
1: or maybe it was Finland. Am I am I imagining eh, that? Yeah I mean, there was a Finland one in there too so I don't know it just it seems like a... it seems like it's been Canada and US but yeah I mean US was just the better team against Sweden man it's just it is what it is
0: yeah, I uh, I do. I mean, the Swedish team. God, there's a lot. Uh shout out some of the guys on that. I mean, the U.S. team obviously. Lots of. I uh, thank you, Aaron. Uh, 10, 10 first round picks for Team USA. Yeah. Um, I was looking at you know looking. We follow al- almost all of the NHL teams as uh, Twitter pages, and the Red Wings put out like, you know, they've they've uh, the goalie. What's his name? Augustine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Augusta or for, Augustine That's for Canada. No, I think that was the U.S. goalie.
1: Oh, 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 U.S. goalie, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, U.S. goalie. Um, he's a Red Wings prospect, and uh, there's, uh, but uh, Pelica, fucking mm-hmm. the, the dude with three names. Mm-hmm. That guy's fucking dude. That guy's fucking good. Like, yeah. holy shit, that guy's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna I, they, be
0: yeah, lighting it on fire, and then I. Uh, Shout out to the the Finns always seem like they show up like everybody always counts them out. But then they show up and it's fucking like they're always competitive, man. It's a they're a good team. Um, I think the only pretty much the only I I watched a few of these teams like, you know, Latvia, probably. Yeah. Uh, Switzerland always shows up and is competitive, but never makes it through Um, Germany. God, Germany is that team that I always want to, like, take the next step. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it seems like they do have some better development programs. You're getting a lot more German, better German players that are making the league. Um, Obviously cider being a a big one there, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for a lot of the, it's, I love seeing these programs grow and uh, you know, as much as we're happy that the U S took home the gold uh, it's fun to see hockey coming from, to me, it's fun to see uh, talented hockey players coming from countries that we wouldn't necessarily expect because, you know, for our entire child, our entire childhood, it was what the U S the Canadians and the Russians. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, and then everybody else.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like you see, you see these teams like Finland, um, the Czechs, right. You see them as like, it's just good hockey teams, right? It's just, it's not, it's not the firepower that U S and even, even yeah, I would go as far as saying Sweden, I think Sweden, puts out some good players and they have for a good, good amount of time now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but seeing those teams like Finland and, and Czech and, and uh, Swiss and, and those kind of teams, they just they, it's just good hockey. Right. And some of those coaches might need to be certain, get getting some looks because they can put together a good roster, you know, get them through some of these stages where they don't have the top end. They don't have 10 first round picks mm-hmm. on their team. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's uh, guys that just are there to play some hockey. So yeah. Who's, yeah, who was
0: who was the U.S. kid that scored the the go-ahead goal and then he blew a kiss to the crowd?
1: It wasn't Snugs, was it? <sighs>
0: Maybe it was, but I thought I just wanted to I wanted to bring that up because like it's you know that people are pointing to that like oh when they beat Canada they had that fucking trash can with the Canadian logo <laughs> on it.
1: Pretty good, that's
0: pretty. That was good. fucking great. And then uh, and then this year, you know, like uh, they're fucking the crowd is literally booing them as they're getting their medals. And you're sitting here going, be classier, U.S. Like, no, right. fuck off. Like, right. No, like this is go- this is hockey. Like, you don't like this. Go fucking play. Wa- watch baseball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's It's a double standard, man. But it's yeah. That, this idea that everybody needs to participate kind of thing. That final, yeah, it got a little got a little chippy. I, I mean, U.S. has some big boys on that team, dude. I just some guys that are going to be some power forwards in the NHL, even. Yeah. So yeah, there's some big hits. I mean, there was there was yeah, there was the one that everybody's talking about where, even the announcer I guess, said it was interference or some shit while he's literally getting hit taking the shot. So it's just, i it, yeah, there's there's always going to be drama with all that stuff, but. Uh, Luckily, U.S. was on the right end of that. So it's
0: supposed to it's supposed to be the best of the best. Like mm-hmm. it's not. I, sorry, I just can't just can't handle that kind of shit. Hey, yeah. speaking of best of the best, uh, kind of going a little off script here. Uh, the All Star rosters were announced. They sure were. And uh, I'll, I'll pull up uh, I'll pull up the Eastern one here real quick. We can kind of break those down real fast. But uh, what were your initial thoughts on? Uh, on who made the who first off okay first off do we care
1: uh, i think it's just another thing for us to talk uh. about so i mean you know it's just uh, i mean Fair. we care to an extent but I mean, we all know at this point right it's just it's all a fucking gimmick so yeah, I, there, there was definitely some names that there's – every year there's going to be names. If you have one player from every team, there's always going to be, what the fuck are they doing, you know? Sure. But, I mean, there was there was even some – you know, I, I, I think we were kind of talking about, like, the Rangers, right? I mean, yes, you you probably – you know, you want to see Shesterkin because you, you don't have as many top-level goalies as Shesterkin. But to say, you know, he's had any sort of an all-star season over – our Panarin is just right. fucking hilarious.
0: And, and we learned that so. Panarin is is has a great excuse. Uh, uh sure. he, he he strategically knew that he was going to have a great year. He's like, "Hunt, honey, I'm going, I'm going to play out of my fucking mind and score yes. lots of goals." Okay. Yes. They're going to make me go to All Star Game in Toronto. I I I know I don't want to go to Toronto, so we need to put a baby in you. Yeah and she, I, and she was she understood the assignment mm-hmm. and uh they <laughs> they are now due to have a child here soon so he he conveniently has an excuse to not go to the all-star
1: game. Yeah. I I mean I maybe that played a role. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, but I mean there's just and and that's the thing. He can still get in, right? Like, you know, they could still they could still potentially select some of these guys that should have been owned in over other guys, but yeah, it's just, it's we see this every year, right? I mean, I think the, the name that keeps getting thrown around is Boone Jenner, right? Like you know, Boone Jenner was having a decent year before he got hurt, but it's just Boone Jenner is an all star. Boon Jenner's it's, a
0: it's, great guy. Like
1: it's, <laughs> that's that's John Scott to me though, right? That's the yeah. same same thing as John Scott being being an all star. It's just it's all a fucking gimmick. So right, and it's it's
0: it's the idea, and we can kind of bring up um probably our most interacted post uh this week it was a reply uh to uh what was his name his name uh one of the one of the more uh bigger Chris Johnson Chris Johnson yeah. uh talking about um releasing the all-star they w- they were going to release them and talked about how the, uh, one from every team's and and we replied with you know something standard that we would say is oh we're still doing the uh oh we're still doing picking one player from every team and it and it got quite a bit of reaction. Everybody's on there. So, um I think that you and I could probably talk till the cows come home about how we don't agree that one player should come from every team, um, if it's truly an all-star game, if we if we go into this with the idea that, okay, this is a marketing gimmick. We're here just to make extra money. We're here to get the mascots out on the ice. We're supposed to have, you know, this is this is a fun thing for kids then great. Let's, let's change it to the NHL skills competition. Zegras can come out and fucking flip pucks in the air. Hell and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, we, he he can do it while jumping through a ring of fire. Like fine. Yeah. Great. Don't call it the all-star game because it is marketed still in the way of like, Oh, we're taking the best of the best of the best of the NHL. And we're putting them on the ice and seeing what happens kind of thing. That's just not it. Like it's yeah. like when, when you have players trying to get out of this, it, it's not taken seriously. And when you force, I understand why they do it. I understand why you do it. You, you do it because you want, you don't want some fan inclusion. bases left out. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's inclusion, which is if you care about that, then again, go watch fucking baseball. Like it, that's just not this sport. It's not, it goes against the culture of the sport, I guess is what I'm saying, or at least what this culture used to be. Um, because trying to get all these fan bases involved it's sometimes it's just a joke. Like as, you and I are Kraken fans. We love Oliver Bjorkstrand. I'm going to, I'll pop that over here for a second to the West Coast team. Um, we love Oliver Bjorkstrand was selected for the Kraken. Like, great. We love Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's a good guy. I don't think he's an all-star. Right. It's it's as simple as that. Like, Connor Bedard, absolutely. Jack Eichel, probably. Forsberg's having a good year. Hellebuck, Hellebuck's doing great. Thomas Hurdle is the best player on the Sharks right (laughs) yeah that's easy to do uh but I don't think probably should be on the all-star game uh you know Calgary probably shouldn't be sending anybody um Talbot as much as I give him shit he's having a good year uh is the best player on the Ducks do I think the Ducks should be sending a representative no Uh, who was
1: it who was it for Calgary I can't quite read the name uh Lindholm yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one too because that's, I mean, it's not like he's having a light him up season.
0: No, no, it's not. So yeah, there there are nuts. situations, and it's you know most of these names are okay. I look at it; most of the names are alright and are deserving. But at the end of the day, it should be you know for for Boone Jenner and uh, let's let's give him another name from the East. Boone Jenner and take out maybe uh, Nick Suzuki. Okay, replace them with martyr and and Nylander sure like that's that's probably what should happen right there right They're but but they're not gonna do that so um I don't know it kind of takes some of the the fun out of the all-star game for me uh, personally but uh I it is as the NHL is making it painfully aware I am not the target audience for this
1: yeah no one gives a shit what you think that's very well I would I would say that it's not targeted to you either so god damn it <laughs> but, I wanted, but I wanted Tom Wilson and fucking Boone Jenner in there, dude. What you Did about? you?
0: Yeah, Did man. you? All-star, all-star Tom Wilson. God damn it. Tom, you know, boy. There used to be a time where All-star meant something, and
1: now it just happened. <laughs> all right. Fucking quit shouting at the clouds, babe.
0: That's right. That's right. Back, at, back in my day, they used to have the, the – <laughs> back in my day, they had the two shields.
1: All right? Yeah. one and
0: And the shields were that ugly orange that was on the street hockey
1: ball. Oh, I did see I saw a couple of old school all star jerseys at the classic. That was fucking great. That's cool. Yep. See there's you got the shields in there. I saw a couple Doug Glatz. Oh my my favorite, I had two two one one of my favorites, well I had uh they're similar. There was one lady on the train who had just a Sudbury Bulldogs. And then there was a guy at the Classic who had an actual blueberry Bulldogs and it said fucking shoresy on the back. Hell yeah. It's fucking great. Hell yeah. So I was way off, way off topic, but yeah. No, no, you're good.
0: That's, yeah. I fucking love that shit.
1: Uh, good, good hockey jerseys are, are, are uh, the spice of life. I. I That's like. right. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, Chance, before we get too far, let's go ahead and uh, pay some bills, huh? Let's do it. All right. They, we all know Hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And you know us, we're we're trying to do a little bit of betting. We there's a good chance we're going to throw a bet down today. Try and do a little betting on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and, and keep listening in, in case we do something like that. So <laughs> uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 8778-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng. Dot com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved.
0: Getting better and better at that every day.
1: Sure am. I practice. Maybe we should, we should probably record that one day. I just, I just put it like I write it in the shower, you know, (laughs) I'm just scrubbing my cheeks and that's right. Practicing my, uh, those wall markers. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Love that chip.
0: Um, okay, uh, time to move into some NHL news, shall we?
1: Sure.
0: All right. So uh probably the biggest uh controversy, uh, I-, I closest thing that we can have to controversy in the NHL nowadays. Uh Ryan Hartman uh mm-hmm. pulled the old shorzy where he let sure Cole Perfetti know that he was gonna take his entire fucking top row. And then guess what he did after that? Did he take his he- top row? he proceeded to try to take his top row. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately for Ryan Hartman, uh, Cole Perfetti was mic'd up that
1: game. Oh, that's
0: uh, sweet. Yes, uh, something that I didn't know, uh, shout out to a more nationally syndicated podcast that I picked this up from. Uh, Apparently, it's written into the CBA that when these players are mic'd up, anything said that's picked up through these mics cannot be used against them in a disciplinary hearing.
1: Hey, that's so weird, dude. Uh,
0: no, it makes. T- I mean, from a legal perspective, it makes total sense. Uh, it, players aren't going to uh, agree to be mic'd up if it can be used against them.
1: Surely, so, like, but, God,
0: you know, if if somebody insults, and you know, if uh, if Hartman goes up and says, "Hey, uh, I was with your mom last night, and she was super fat," uh, but I, you know, had a good time anyway. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't want that coming back to haunt him later.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. I I, I Marshawn to be already out of the league. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but you can. I mean, you can chirp. You can chirp with it. like. There's no way that you can just give this guy a fine when clearly premeditated, right? Like, I mean, this. Sure. I mean, it's a definition of premeditated, right? So, I mean, you know, fuck. I, I yeah. I I mean, yes, you make sense. It's annoying. When you make sense, but it's uh, just to me, like, there's gotta, there's gotta be a middle ground, right? Like, come on, dude. Like he I understand. You fine. got fined. He got fined. He's staring at Cole Perfetti on the face off. <laughs> doesn't even go for the puck. And He's just. like, I'm going to take his... your
0: entire fucking top. You know that, hit... you know, that hit that happened that you had nothing to do with last time. Right. Like I'm going to take your entire fucking top row. Dude. I mean like, <laughs> I, like,
1: I totally get going after. Like, I don't even remember who who I, I want to say Sandberg, but it wasn't Sandberg. Uh-huh. But some yes, yeah, because Caprice I've got hurt literally the night before, right? I think they I think they played a back to back or something like, you know. And it was just like, come on, dude, like go fight the guy that it was. Like sure, I understand, sure. I understand. Like you know, you're trying to you're trying to apples to apples. Brandon Dillon, yes, thank you, Aaron. Brandon Dillon, right? Like like I completely understand what Hartman's doing. Right. I mean, I'm not an idiot, but like, come on, man, this isn't And people getting in the comments, policing, you know, policing the game. Fuck off. Dude. Like it's, it's not policing. Well, what if, if we, how do you want to police the game? Like it's
0: like this, this is a no win scenario, right? Like this, this always goes into when we start you and I start talking about refing in the NHL, like refs are damned if they do and the damned if they don't like, so I, I don't, I don't definitely like, I don't envy the position of a ref here, but you know, like policing of the game, uh, it's not like it's an eye for an eye, but like you go after the guy who fucking hit you, the hit eye, it. yeah, right, like I just it's
1: so stupid to me,
0: right? Like that's not like you go after the, that. That's the whole point of that's what policing like when, when hockey players talk exactly. about policing the game, like it's you, you own up for what you did. Like if you throw a hit, you're expecting to get hit. So a perfect example would be tonight, Connor Bedard left the game early. To to the absolute tragedy of all of Canada, all of Canada right now is putting sticks out on their doorway. They're yep. lighting candles. Yep. Uh, everybody who is religious is praying. Like wait, like there there are balloon that those 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 candle balloons. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I, I don't know the the okay. things where you light a candle, the paper lanterns, and they go up in the air. Oh, like a lantern, um, yeah. Those yeah. are going out to like Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. To for for a speedy recovery for Conor Bedard, because uh, today he, uh, got hit. <laughs> he got hit uh, he got he got hit. And uh, if Conor Bedard gets hit, it's it's national news, uh, mm-hmm. especially in Canada, uh, per- perhaps even like you raise the terror alert a little bit. And yeah. um
1: like they're lucky it was on a Friday because school would have had to been closed tomorrow. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, we we would have def, all of Canada would have come to a screeching halt. <laughs> <Jesus>. Um
1: <laughs> Timmy Timmy Hortons all over the fucking country oh, oh, shutting doors. You
0: you know it's bad when Timmy's shuts the door. Like Dude, if, Tim, if yeah, Timmy's yeah, if is Timmy's. closed, you know it's a national emergency. Oh, yeah. Uh so but so Connor leaves the rest of the game, but immediately immediately after the hit goes down, like it was a it was a clean hit. There, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't even particularly hard. It's just, uh, it's Bedard's, boy, Bedard's tiny and Brendan Smith is not. Yeah. And I had, uh, but Bedard goes down, but even though it was a clean hit and it wasn't necessarily hard, you protect, you, you police the game, you protect your star player. So if somebody right. throws a hit on that, you respond and you go to Brendan Smith, which they did, which they did. Great.
1: Yeah. That's, that's
0: the, that is policing. Okay. Right. It's not, it's not like the next shift, uh, t- Tyler Johnson takes a fucking baseball swing to the knee, you know?
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's not like Jack Hughes was getting speared in the fucking gut and he can never have children again. Like Johnson, just...
0: Johnson comes out on the ice. So then all of a sudden fucking, uh, or yeah, no, uh, fucking, uh, Hughes comes out on the ice and Johnson's just like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to baseball swing on your fucking ankle right now.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm going to end my own career on your fucking ankle.
0: <laughs> I am going to put every ounce of like kinetic energy potential and kinetic energy I have into an absolute fucking tornado swing into your left ankle.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's like this whole going back to the Hartman stuff. Yeah. It's the whole thing like I totally understand if he wasn't able to get at Brandon Dillon after the hit on Caprice, right? Like go after Brandon Dillon the next game. Right. Or go or go after a guy in your own fucking weight class and sure. swing, throw some throw some fisticuffs. Don't
0: I I understand the logic that's he's coming so from. Bad, I'm dude. saying the logic's flawed, like There's flawed I, logic. Yeah, it's right. Terrible. It's, I get I get, you know, a star for a star. Like I, I, I understand the twisted logic. I'm just saying, like, that's not normally how we when you say policing the game, like players policing the game. That's not what we normally talk about.
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily, he, he, he missed that day in fucking hockey school. Right, just, it's,
0: now, that now, <laughs> now, if Cole Perfetti's in the boards and takes a big hit, like, that's okay, sure, that's sure. a little different. It's a little different, but in this particular case, like, if Matthew Joseph, not to bring it back to the Red Wings, but like, Matthew Joseph, you there know, you go. I know, I'm sorry, but he, this was the latest incident where there was a dirty thing and, and it was controversial. Um, you know, the next time Matthew Joseph is out on the ice with the Detroit Red Wings, you know, he's answering the bell, like he's Mm -hmm. answering the bell or he's getting fucking laid out. Like if, if he goes into the corner once he's, he better have his head in a fucking swivel and you know that that's going to happen. So, and that game's going to get chippy, but this is, this is just a little misplaced. And, uh, and I don't know. I, wait, have you ever seen something like this before?
1: Not not it's a very
0: weird like lift up slash. Like, I don't think I've ever seen like somebody slash somebody lifting up like this.
1: So, this is this is just this is professional goonery. This is all this is. This is Hartman is trying to make it look like he is going to quote unquote lift the stick and he's just gonna pop fucking Perfetti's nose (laughs) off. Like, like that's like he, like, I understand what he was doing. He's trying to make it smart. He's trying. He didn't think he was going to get more than right. two minutes, right? What do you I mean? mean? Like he, what are you talking about? What does he even mean? It, it was his own stick. Like, it just, like, I know, like, that's professional goonery. And that's right. who Ryan Hartman is. Yeah. You know, there's there's the, the – Brad Marchand is the fucking pro at it, right? Yeah, he's the king absolutely. of it. So, yeah, I mean, I know I know what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's seventh fine in, in, in his career, three times suspended. With that – you're telling me that this mic that catches this premeditated on an unsuspecting player couldn't be used to get him another suspension. Like he deserved after hearing these fucking things. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, that's, that's crazy to me. And I, like, I, I totally get the argument that you, that you brought up earlier, but come on, man, there's gotta be something right. Like you're, you're telling me, right. If, if there was a racial slur involved, if there was some sort of yeah. issue with, you know, it gets thrown a lot, and you know, of weight, you know, Come you know what? Man. I'm
0: a, I'm a little even, cause I'm, I'm one of the least offendable people on the, uh, in the world. And I I'm even in the camp. We might be for, for once, we might disagree on something like I it's the whole point is to get under people's skin on the sure. ice. Like if you get onto the ice and you, and someone says something to you and you gotta, you gotta fill out a hurt feelings report when you get to the bench, I'm sorry. Like you're in the wrong sport. Like I, it's, yeah, some guys can maybe cross the line sometimes, but as soon as you say that, oh man, he crossed the line. He just won. He just got in your fucking head, and sure. it's it's over. Like that. That was the whole point of him saying something completely fucking ridiculous. So
1: yeah.
0: I, I I get it. Maybe maybe I'm not. I, I'll backtrack a little bit and say maybe there are some lines that shouldn't be crossed, but at the same time, like. You're not going out, it's it's not a fucking sewing circle where everybody's going to be patting each other on the back. Like, when you go out onto that ice, you need to, you, you should get some compliments from your guys, and you should expect the worst fucking sh- It should be a Call of Duty, it, I would, you go out there expecting a Call of Duty lobby, okay? <laughs>
1: oh, god damn, that, that'll, that'll get you fined, That's like, Call of Duty, that'll get you fined.
0: That's, that's, but that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like I, it, yeah. and and I understand maybe I'm, I'm in the minority on that. The people, you know, they, Oh, dude, you can't, there are certain things you can't say. And I guess you're right. But at, at the end of the day, like when you're on the ice, like the whole point is to trying to get into the other player. You, you were a pro at it, my friend. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, to get, I'm one of the best dude. Yeah. Yeah. You were like trying to, yeah. Trying to get into people's heads. So like that's that's the goal. So like I'm sorry, it, to me there are very few topics that are off limits on the ice because that's the whole point of it. Like it's the closest hockey is the closest thing we can get to gladiatorial games nowadays.
1: Yeah, and I think I think so I don't differ with you in in most of that aspect. Okay. So for me him saying I'm going to take your fucking nose off, right? I'm totally okay with that. I'm going to kill you. I'm, I'm going to okay. kill you. I'm going to kill you listen yeah. from shawzi i'm gonna kill you gonna no kill i'll you. kill you i'm gonna do it i'm gonna kill I'm gonna, you I'm, I'm, yeah no i'm serious yeah, exactly
0: it's just Great. words right drops just and words. we'll kill each other
1: like <laughs> right. yeah let's just let's just beat each other up but like him saying it and then doing the egregious high stick that sure. he said he was gonna do right sure. that's that's premeditated that's, that's oh a, he should have oh. been suspended
0: let's let's clarify it's hilarious
1: i mean it's it's a great fucking move it's
0: really funny like it's great content and uh absolutely hilarious um but but not necessarily in the best taste well i
1: think it's i think it's funny because like hartman who who the fuck is ryan hartman five Uh, years ago nobody
0: seventh seventh fine suspended three times thank you aaron
1: yeah so i mean but who is ryan hartman five years ago fucking nobody Right. This is what Hartman does.
0: Right. This is, this- he had a 30 goal season. What year before last? Something like that. Yeah. He had, he had, he, had one, he had one like like out of he had like one season that was like completely off the wall where everybody's like, oh, you know, Ryan Hartman is a rot. He's he's the next Tom Wilson kind of thing where the, he's a mm. tough goon, but he can also fucking put up uh, 34 goals in twenty one, twenty two. So that's not yeah. that's not nothing. That's not nothing. But
1: that's, um, that's less than five years ago, right? So who the fuck was Ryan Hartman before that? That's nobody. fair. That's nobody. fair. Yeah, so 15 goals last
0: year, 11th this year. And that yeah. could honestly be and a attrib- That could be attributed to, not to not to go into Minnesota right now, because I, the team is, unless you want to talk about fucking Minnesota's fucking most boring team in the league. It, it yeah. there's, there's so, if they didn't have Marc-Andre Fleury, I would not have any reason to pay attention to this team. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, they
1: have arguably, like, Kaprizov is a damn good goal scorer. I would throw him in the top top 10 in the league in goal sure. scoring. Like, I think he is that good of a player. Who the fuck is he? Nobody even knows because no one watches fucking Minnesota. It's because they're
0: just so, like it's Minnesota's going to do what it always does. They're going to be a middling bubble team. Sure. If they sneak into the playoffs, they'll lose in the first round. Like the, it's, it's like, it's a chant at this point, like first round exit. Here we go. Let's new, you know, maybe first some round new round jerseys. Exit. Maybe some new, yeah. jer- it's just, I don't know. I, I think they're at the point where they need to do like a quick retool or a rebuild or something. I don't, I don't know enough about Minnesota's pipeline to say that they're in the position to rebuild, but fuck man. Um, that team is just, yeah. they're, they're the a definition of aggressively mediocre.
1: And they have, they have some good young guys, right? Brock Faber yep. is turning into a, a very nice two way sure. D. Sure. You know, you got, you got Rossi there. You got Boldy there. There's they they've got some players there. It's just, I mean, Evanson was not the, was not the guy he, he he did pretty well for them for a little bit, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't don't know what they need to do where they're sitting right now. There's a very good chance. We see a lot of that team. Yeah. Right. That's just, that's, that's the name of the game. So yeah. Ryan Hartman, if you're listening to this, um, uh, pick on 15 on size.
0: Ah, Minnesota has 15 million dead yeah, that's caps a based suitor. Yeah.
1: Oof. That, that, that hurts. That's,
0: that's, it definitely, that definitely hurts a rebuild for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get that. So maybe, maybe that's what their plan is to be mediocre until they actually get the cap back and then they're, they're good to go. Um, t-
1: why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you like, if you know, you have 15 million in dead cap, why wouldn't you be just getting guys around caprizov and some of these younger guys like marco rossi could pretend like he's shown flashes even this year
0: they should be stacking up on they should be stacking up on picks right now is what there should be yeah
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think i think there's a very good we'd have to look at his contract but i think like azucarello right like azucarello in a in a middle six role on a contender why not dude you know it's just like they they, oh and, and they they might right
0: Zook gives off great uh third line winger energy for a Stanley Cup team.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Signed four point one two five, which isn't which is nothing. And and maybe, maybe that, you know, maybe a trade deadline because he's pretty freaking low. You could even you know what
0: years. I bet there's somebody dumb enough out there to give a first round pick for Zook.
1: But, I mean, the way he's still having a nice season. He's had a nice he's, season along Capri
0: Every he's year. in that he's in that range of like it's a like a Tanner, Geno situation where like there'll be one team that just like, yeah, we're not going to beat around the bush. Here's here's a first, second and a third. And there's Zuck.
1: And here's a seventh and a sixth. If you're Tampa.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And if we'll you're Tampa. throw in. We'll throw in our best two prospects and a fucking Gatorade cooler. That's that's right. Jesus. All
0: right. I don't know how we got on a fucking uh,
1: sure. Minnesota. Right. Yeah, he, he plays there.
0: That's right. He does he does indeed play there. there. Uh, so so I've been told. Um other news coming out. Uh Samsonov. Uh we talked we we hit on a little bit early on, but uh the hockey world revolves around Toronto. So uh Samsonov hits waivers. Um statistically, I think the worst goalie in the league.
1: Yep. The um, after, saved above expected is what everybody looks at and he yep. is dead last. Oof
0: and i mean games played and save percentage isn't any better uh guys looking at uh i just had it in front of me right now 0. 0.862 uh, yep 0. 0.862 save percentage in 15 games uh that's not good it's not good enough um when you are he when just... you're losing your when you're losing your starting gig to Martin Jones you know something's
1: wrong oh you you saying that i know another goalie who also did the same thing dude or should have lost his starting gig. Uh, who who could you be talking about, Taylor? I don't. I... We we'll, we won't bring it up. That's old news. That's okay. uh that's a that's a, a a shallow cut.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Though. So the the word is is that uh they're going to do they're going to give him the full Susan Allen treatment. Uh Good. Samsonov cleared way they sent him to waivers. Yeah. And oh, yeah, cleared waivers, which them. which I'm kind of surprised he did. You know, I if I'm a GM of another team, I think about this and I go, like, okay, Toronto's a toxic market. Like, it's very clear that there's something wrong with his mind. He's not physically hurt. He's just out of it mentally. If we just get him out of Toronto, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe he gets that old form back. I, I'm very surprised that a GM did not take, I, I don't know his contract. So maybe, maybe I'm missing something there, but I am very surprised that he was not claimed
1: i agree i mean i I, you know age-wise he's probably in the 24 25 26 range yeah right i mean he's you know i mean maybe it's maybe it's two more years and and he finally you know officially figures it out and starts oh 3.5 i mean he's
0: not playing he's not playing three to five he's not playing up to his Oh, and he's a UFA after this year. Fucking trade him! Like, oh
1: god, I, yeah, that's that's an easy pickup, dude. I, yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. I don't know, I don't know. There's there's so many goalie hungry teams too. Like,
0: that's an easy rehabilitation project that you bring in. And it, worst case scenario, he doesn't work this year, and you let him jump to free agency. Like, I I'm very surprised that he dro- uh That there must have been a gentleman's agreement or something. In any case, um, he's dropped to the Marlies, assigned to the Marlies, but uh, apparently he's not going to play there for a week or two. Because he's going to get the full Susan Allen treatment of sports psychology, and you know, uh, Good. Good, uh, yeah. go go into the mountains of Tibet to to meditate and all that shit to find himself, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I that's a that's a hell of a journey, but he could do it.
0: Yeah, yeah I think so. I think he's. Yeah. I like think he's Batman, got it
1: right. Isn't that Bat? Batman went to Tibet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, with yeah. Ra- Raz Raza- Samsonov and Razal Gul. Yeah. Hell yeah!
1: He just needs to train with Razal Gul.
0: Sansonov comes back. I am. I am not the goalie you want. I am goalie you deserve. I am goalie you deserve.
1: <laughs> Good for him, man. God, I hope uh, he. Yeah, he, he. definitely. He could pull out some. He'd come back with some freaking. We'd see him doing some Patrick wop pad sacks and shit. How do
0: I do? How do I do a Russian Batman accent? This this team
1: needs hero. Go. This team needs hero. Team. I play goalie well now. <laughs> yeah. I he oh, his I mean he's making the money. I mean three point five million. That's probably not as much as as, uh, as Batman, but
0: I bet there's I mean, a Russian. A I bet there. I bet there's a Russian Batman movie out there. Like the, they be. like the Russians like saw how well Christian Bale was doing. They're like we need to copy. So there's like a really a horrible communist version of Russian Batman.
1: God, I bet it's so good. What are you talking about? It's probably a fucking instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just every every episode's just like him hanging instead of commissioner Gordon it's it's just Putin.
1: Yeah, he's just got Putin posters and shit in his fucking Batcave. No. Cave.
0: Ba- Batman Batman Russian Batman puts out his own his spotlight to Putin and Putin Putin helps Batman out.
1: Put, yeah, Putin's definitely Batman though, right?
0: I, I cannot I cannot beat this this just American Joker Putin help. <laughs>
1: Oh shit! Fucking, fucking American, America. America uh, the the uh, y- y Americans are the bad guys for once in the yeah. Russian Russian Batman jo- recreation.
0: Jo- Joker, Joker's just like you. You know how I got these scars? Capitalism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Or or a fucking bullfight, dude. Like everybody, everybody, everybody across the pond thinks that. Like we're all just fucking cowboys and shit. Somewhere. Cowboys, it's just like an that's evil right. cowboy yanks. corporation. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised that that's not used around here more. Uh, yeah, yanks. but but apparently it's very common overseas. We're referred to as Yanks. Hell yeah,
1: dude! Good mm-hmm. on us. Yeah, uh, Yankee you know, Yankee Cowboys. Yeah. it'll it'll be interesting. I'm I'm with you. There has got to be something because I mean. We know if Samsonov was on Montreal Carolina for sure would have picked him up right like there's just that little right little stink uh, yeah, there's between them but uh, yeah I, gotta I don't talk know. about
0: that too like I mean, there's there's so many teams right now that need goaltending right now um and need... well okay let, let me rephrase that before you it's there's lots of teams that need goaltending there's slightly more than a few that are competitive like right does buffalo need goaltending yes but that ship has sailed like it's
1: i mean you can be uh, you can meet willie nylander and fucking samson off for gibson i'm doing it every day bro oh god that's <laughs> it's so I, it, okay so so
0: samson off goes down martin jones has been holding down the four and god damn man he's it's
1: like he's on that fucking streak he did with he's the on high man yeah he, he, this is what he does he's Oof. gonna have you know he might have a five six seven game stretch and then then we'll see him and Samsonov fighting for time in the AHL but he's he's going to crash back right
0: now. he's going to crash back to earth it's not a question of if it's a question of when but um I, I think the hope is is that before they get wall back um with samsonov like do you think that this is i mean toronto's still playing fine without him not not probably to the level that they want um and it's definitely you don't want to go into the playoffs with martin jones as your goaltender uh but do you, i mean do you, do you think we see Samsonov make a return at all? Because it's not like this. Edmonton's trying this with Campbell, and it's. I think Campbell might be retiring at this point.
1: I think. I think the guys difference... getting
0: guys getting lit up in the AHL right now.
1: Yeah, it's just fucking. I mean, beer league, dude. You stick him out in a fuck in a men's league game. He's gonna. Yeah, yeah. He lost his starting job with the AHL. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. You stick him in a fucking like to the ECHL, to Tulsa at this point, right? It's just yeah, it's insanity. I I think the difference between Campbell and Samsonov at 26, you still like you still potentially have something with Samsonov or you know, he can go down to the AHL where where his games at, like maybe that's where he needs to be right now, right? Like uh-huh. maybe maybe that's good for him whereas with Campbell, this is his that was his last kick in the can and he yeah. was, still sucks. Yeah. So, You know, even I think even if Samsonov struggles a little bit, I think it's just going to hurt what his market looks like and the the UFA market looks like for him next year. But he's young enough; he can easily play himself into a contract. You know, go go do you know uh, play in the AHL for a season, do kind of kind of what Nedelkovich. N- N- I can't say his fucking name. Nedelkovich. N- N- Nadelkovic. Do what Nedelkovich did because Nadelkovich he has, he, you know, he's a little wishy-washy in the NHL, but he's played some good games in the NHL. Sure. And it's just spending a little bit of that time. It's a reliable backup. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing what a backup is
0: supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, Aaron, great point. Uh, so, right now, we were talking about the teams that are, like, need goaltending that are in contention spots. Teams that we would consider, Carolina, New Jersey, or Toronto, probably in the east. You could argue that there's, like, maybe one or two in the west. Um, but I, I would say, I would definitely say that those are, those are the top three. Um, I don't, I, I it's, you want to say probably New Jersey, right?
1: Yeah. I like think there's, it,
0: there's no solution in New Jersey right now.
1: I think if you're New Jersey though, like wh- wh- why, do you, why would you want to take on another project where Vanachek and, and Schmid just haven't been able to do it either? Oh, right? like I just, that, you, that one, that you don't me a little
0: bit. If you're, see, it's. It's a it's a situation where like Carolina and Toronto can probably get away with a Chris Drieger or uh or a Samsonov or you know somebody that's like middling but will get you by. Uh New Jersey to me, like they they need they need Gibson. They need to make the move for Gibson.
1: They need a uh proven is going yeah. to give you actual goaltending. It's not well, maybe maybe he'll figure it out for us. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah,
0: that's that's I, where it's because because Toronto Toronto's not making the move for Gibson. They can't. We we already kind of hit on it before. Like, what, how much, you know, how they're gonna pay for fucking Willie Nylander?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: They're they're gonna trade him to Edmund or Anaheim is what they're gonna do. Problem solved.
1: Hey man, I fucking if if if. <laughs> If the absolute dog shit rumors are true and they want to trade Willie Nylander to to Anaheim for Gibby, that's, bring it on, baby. I'll take it. That, that's <laughs> not, those
0: aren't rumors. That's, that's a, that's a Toronto Maple Leafs Reddit uh, thread.
1: That's just somebody <laughs> shit faced on their couch. Just yeah. going at it, huh?
0: Yeah. That's, that's just a, but that's a, that's a Toronto Maple Leaf circle jerk right there. That's not, that's, that's nothing. That's I going would join happen. that, dude. That's what I'm saying. There's not, uh, if there, there's no way to even entertain that. I just, it, the fact of, like on, I understand like the idea of trading a one, for, but Willie Nylander is worth more than Gibson. So it's going to be with this weird thing where like, you know, they would have, the Ducks would have to give up a pick or a prospect and the Ducks aren't going to do that. So it's just not going to, plus the, you know, salary retainment. It, it just doesn't work. Like the, the team that that makes the most sense for is New Jersey. They've got the assets to do it. They've got enough cap space to probably make it work. Plus the cap's going to go up here soon. So you could promise him a, a raise later on. Um. Yeah, I see that because uh, you and I have kind of beat a dead horse on this. Gibby's not sticking around in Anaheim. He's not resigning.
1: No, no, he won't.
0: So, and we just keep bringing Gibby up because is uh, is there another elite goaltender that is even remotely on the trade block right now?
1: No, I think the other names you really hear after Gibby are or Merzlikens and Jake Allen, and that's just that's a whole. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, throwing the yeah. league uh, that's a league way below
0: L- laurent brossois
1: hell yeah dude brossois another fucking go at it huh? <laughs> oh, dude, i'm i f- I'm sure, I'm
0: sure he's tired of sitting of... behind connor hella I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want to go down in history as hellebuck's understudy
1: know, um what, you know one of one of the best one of the best positions in sports is backup goaltender making fucking 3.5 yep. million right so yep jesus i fuck you can, not, you you
0: can, you can stick
1: me you can tie me to the pipes they yep. 3.5 million a year dude give me but a, i mean me a fucking after break.
0: that you're getting into goalies that aren't even necessarily worth your time like i you know i chris Drieger is an interesting prospect you know i because he's on an expiring contract again we've already talked about that before i'd rather keep him but uh because of that contract it, i i fuck we should trade group hour but Fucking anyway. Um, nobody wants him. Uh, you've got James Reimer, you know, that's available, but he's playing like absolute fucking dog shit. Um, because the Red Wings are in like a three goalie situation at the moment, which probably should get cleared up. Um yeah, I can't think of really anybody else, you know.
1: I nobody you know, want
0: nobody wants anti ranta.
1: Yeah, the, the only other the only other areas that I would potentially put him, maybe stick him behind Jake Ottinger. Uh-huh. I know they're they're running they're running Scott Wedgewood out right now. And That's a maybe, you know. There's there there's a couple, you know. I think like uh, maybe LA right. Like there's there's some spots that he could potentially fit in, but I, sending him down even if he comes back and he's absolutely fucking lights out, uh-huh. I think I think Toronto has basically ran him out of that town now, right? So it's just that they and, do and that rightfully so though too, so th- right?
0: So that's the question: Is Sansonov? Of- Is Sansonov genuinely bad or is he a victim of the 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 woke mind virus of Toronto mentality where, you know, he's basic like they've you know, he let in he had one game where he let in five goals. And then after that, they've completely turned on him and the city just hates him. Uh, You know, what do you is it? Is it a situation where you get him out? I I think he's earned at least the benefit of the doubt because, yeah, he's been dog shit this year. Absolutely. He was pretty good last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, are you gonna get are you gonna get Freddie Anderson where he leaves and he's a much better goalie, and it was clearly you know the the pressure and the literally hatred for their own team in Toronto, or are you gonna get Jack Campbell who is even fucking worse? Like you just yeah. you don't know what it is, but I think I think with Samsonov, it's a combination of there's a ton of pressure in Canadian markets to begin with. Toronto is the epitome of pressure in a canadian market and so i think that does play a role but i i think you know we always joke about it but it's so true if you're thinking of anybody any position in the nhl that is a natural fucking head case it's the goaltending position yeah right so i think there's there is that little side of it too so he'll be out of there whether it's at the end of the year whether they have another injury right you know in in toronto when he comes up and plays some backup games for him he'll be out you know or they or they move him before that. so yeah and and the kid's 26 you know washington washington had two pretty dang good goalies right Vanecek is you know had some nice stints that first year over in new jersey played pretty damn good right and Samsonov was from that same you know think tank down there in washington so i think i think there's still potential in the kid it's just going to be putting him in the right (laughs) position and Realistically, getting getting his head right, so
0: we'll see. Yeah, no, nope, I could see that. So, um, let's let's end the show here talking about uh, a team that is in point absolute freefall. You could say, yeah. Um, well, so it, it the news with the Ottawa Senators: uh, Steve Steyos has been named the new general manager. Um, Dave Pullen has been hired as senior vice president of hockey ops. Ray Bone is promoted from assistant GM to associate. GM, which, uh, I don't, uh, does he get to stand to the right of the GM instead of the left side? I don't, I don't necessarily. It's
1: just all about high five, man.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Where's the, where's uh, the, best the order angle. of high fives.
1: Yeah. Order of high fives and the best angle for them.
0: Gotcha. Maybe a closer, a closer parking spot or something. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I've heard that the parking at that arena is terrible, so maybe a better parking spot is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it's worth a yeah. couple mil. Yeah. So uh, the, these come out. Uh, I think we talked about before, like Daniel Alfredson's also an assistant captain on the bench now. Um, but obviously the coaching, it's it's very apparent now that uh, I, I think all excuses of Ottawa fans. In fact, Ottawa fans have gone pretty quiet on Twitter nowadays, uh, rightfully right. so, because I, I, all excuses are out the window now. Like they even fought, they got rid of DJ and they're still bad. Um, right. it, it, it obviously wasn't a coaching problem. Uh, this, this team just isn't ready. This team just isn't ready.
1: Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're still, they're still pretty young. I know they got, they got guys like Giroux and Tarasenko yeah. that are bringing their, their minimum or, you know, their, uh, eh, their age I, up, but
0: yeah. Drew, Drew is, you know, a year or two away from being a Nick Felino type that rounds out a Stanley cup winning roster, but not the guy. See, that's the problem is you're, you're, you're hoping that Claude Giroux is going to be the guy. And yeah. he's just at his age. He's not the guy anymore. Uh He can be the guy next to the guy, you know, but he's, he's not going to be the guy. And Vlad Tarasenko, uh, that was in my estimation. That's a panic move. You know, like they lost to brain cat and they're like, well, we, what are we going to do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they made a push for Tarasenko. And they, I think they convinced themselves that that was going to replace, you know, the talent that just left. And, uh, Obvious, obviously not. I, I yeah. on on paper you've got a fun, talented roster here, but in 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 practice, uh, they're just not ready.
1: Yeah, they they got they have some serious problems. So, and I I think you know what I do like to see is even when Ottawa fans were being super annoying on Twitter and stuff like that, they do have Brady. They do have Brady's back, right? And I think Brady is still a good leader. I don't I don't yeah. think that has anything to do with it. But I think I think personnel wise, you gotta you gotta find something. You can't bring in Chikrin, right? Who was the the bell of the ball, you know, yep. at the at the market, right? You know, you can't bring him in and then just go. Well, I guess we'll just go back into fucking building back up. Like you know, it's just like at some point yep. you gotta find the right mixture of soup that fucking feeds the family, right? Like it's right. there's got to be something there. So well, and it's yeah, I we'll mean. See.
0: I don't I don't watch every single Ottawa game, but when they play my teams, you know, I, I saw them play the Detroit game, the, the, the famous one where Larkin got hurt. And then I just recently watched them play against the Kraken and granted the Kraken are an upward trajectory and the Senators are on a downward one. But I mean, it's they made the Kraken look like a very strong offensive team, uh, just awful defensive break, like very basic defensive neutral zone breakdowns, like horrible pinches. Uh, misreads on plays like it's it was bad uh and yeah. it's it's very it's very apparent at this point that corpus solo is a grubauer type where he can make the save he's supposed to make but he's never he's not going to pull something out of your ass if you make a yeah. mistake it's going in the back of your net so right. um and and the defense makes a lot of mistakes because there might be a lot of pressure on them to be offensive or or maybe yeah. you know beat too aggressive on, on the defense, but whatever it is, man, they, they made, I'm not, I'm not going to say they made him look like the Harlan group charters out there, but man, the, the Kraken looked really good offensively against the Ottawa senators.
1: Yeah. I, I, we talked about it in Pat, Pat on our backs. We talked about basically trading in cam Talbot yep. for cam Talbot. Yep. Right. And cam Talbot have, is having a great year, but LA is a better team, right? There's structurally right. a better team. So, you know so that, that that's not moving the needle, right? You're no. talking about Debrinkat leaving and bringing in Tarasenko, that's not going to move the needle, right? Nope. So, if I, I look, there's there was Ducks fans that had high hopes for the season this year, so I can't get out of Ottawa too much for having you know high hopes on paper before the season starts sure. for their team, but they didn't do anything, man. You know, and and it's not like Stitzla and, and Brady Kachuk had like subpar years last year and they had a lot of room to continue to move up. No, you know? So right. yeah, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I have my thoughts on what I would do, but I don't get paid enough money and, and uh, I'm just not going to say them, you know? So. Well,
0: you got, I mean, it's, you know, what do you do at this point? Like you can't, <laughs> it's easy. It's, it's, you can't just sit here and say time to rebuild. Like, that that's
1: no, it's past. Yeah, we yeah, we, we did it. Like we went yep. through
0: the rebuild. Like the rebuild is here, and it's a and it's still a bad team.
1: The rebuild was Carlson to San Jose, and right like how many fucking years ago? So I I don't yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy. I I I don't know what I, I don't. It's hard to have answers to this because it, it I think probably the only thing you can do is take a scalpel to this team, not a fucking hatchet or an axe. But you, you know, you look at some of your guys, it's it's kind of like a, a Calgary situation. I mean, that didn't work out well for Calgary or maybe look at Florida, but, you know, a situation where you've got to take a, a scalpel and go like, OK, maybe we've got some talented guys, but maybe they're just not the right fit. Maybe they're not the answer.
1: Some tweaks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think going back, going say, hey, hey, it can never be said that the Dusty Bender podcast does not Maya Copa and and say we're wrong sometimes, um, although we hate admitting it. It's, wrong. Um, I, I think when the, when that, when that big break, Kachuk trade happened, we were kind of saying like, this is a pretty good trade for Calgary mm-hmm. and, and boy, were we wrong.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, so it, it, we're, we're coming up on a situation here where I'm not, you know, I'm not saying get rid of the fr- the face of the franchise and whatnot, but like, maybe you trade some pieces around to see, you know, you get, you get an equivalent piece you know maybe make a trade with Buffalo or something for guys that just aren't performing and and move pieces around and see if you can fix
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've seen it a couple times where they trade a younger a younger guy that is coming up and you get some nice picks out of him. Yeah. Um, you know, so so maybe that's maybe that's an option, right? Who doesn't you need quite a, fit?
0: You need a a better example would be you need a line A for PLD trade.
1: Yeah. I, you know I mean, shake it up shake shake the that's, locker room yes. up right I may, they, exactly you know, I, I don't know so yeah well it'll be interesting to keep an eye on them but they can't keep doing what they're doing because i think they're dead last in the league i don't i don't know if there's i, I mean they're, they're pushing the sharks uh i got the standings shitty.
0: here pulled up they got 28 points the sharks have 21 so All they're right,
1: so that's not quite but they're yeah, one that's not great so
0: the sharks the hawks and the ducks are ahead of them, or below oh
1: and the and the sharks have proceeded to lose 10 games in a row again good for them that's I mean not Celebrini! That's
0: what they're looking for. Yeah. But they're but they're in full rebuild mode. So okay, actually, and I, I promise this will be the last one, but you, you brought it up. Um I, I kind of still am holding on to my belief that the kings are fake good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just I,
0: I'm not a believer yet. I'm not saying that they're bad, and I'm not even saying they're mediocre or average. I'm just saying like they're I just think they're playing way above what they actually are right now,
1: yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think, I think if you are a Kings fan and you need a little bit of hope, I ride think,
0: the wave. Like
1: by yeah, all ride means, ride the wave. Brant Brant Clark is on his way. So Brant Clark did get pulled up. Who of of the defensive prospects? Like you know, I do follow prospects a little bit more. You know, more than the average buddy. Mm-hmm. And it's like Brant Clark, Simon Edvinson, and and then it kind of falls off. So. You know what, Lane Hudson, maybe right? I think you know. There's just there's that 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 upper echelon of young defensemen that are just they're they're close, right? They're a year or two away, and Brant Clark's probably the closest of all of them. You know, maybe besides Edmondson. So there there is a little bit sure. of hope there, but I'm kind of with you. I just you know I think. I
0: mean the the PLD situation is obviously not working out. It's, it's not that he's playing it's one of those situations where he's not like hurting the team, but he's definitely not playing to his contract.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're kind of in this spot though, where like they had a really hot start to the season, right? And yeah, then they've out, yeah. they've kind of leveled out a little bit. So I think I think they're still a very good team. I think they still make the playoffs, especially in the Pacific. But yeah, they've they've had their struggles recently. And uh, watching some of those games, I think it was the I think it was the Winnipeg game. Just mm. yeah, I just they. I, I, some, there's just going to be some nights for that team. I just don't know where all their firepower is going to come from, right? You're basically like Quentin Byfield's having a really nice coming out party, but you know, there's just there's some guys that can go quiet night to night or or you know, a couple games streak and then they and then they mm-hmm. can get hot, but then they go quiet again. So yep. yeah, it'll be interesting. it be interesting to follow them, but I think I think they're still good. I just I, they're not. It's not the beginning of the season where Cam Talbot was a world beater good right they're just that yep. it's it's going to be tough for not only that team but for cam talbot to continue sure. doing what he was doing where he you was, just
0: can't expect him to keep doing this
1: yeah he's 36 37 right it's, I mean, there's
0: just no way I, I just i just don't um two-part question did you know that the jets were this good and why was connor uh cal connor the problem the whole time
1: um yeah jets (laughs) i just i knew they would be so fucking good and we
0: knew knew that Kyle connor was was just a bum and all they needed to do was have him blow out his fucking knee (laughs) yeah you're welcome
1: jets fans yep uh yeah it's it's pretty crazy that they're they're playing pretty damn good that might be the biggest fucking surprise to me right now
0: man like this team i didn't even like have them you know, in the conversation, really like I had them as an outside bubble team and it's, they're, they're playing some good fucking. It's,
1: right it's now. really weird that Kyle Connor going down. Yeah. Convinced, right? convinced Nick Ehlers and Gabe Velarde that they needed to be good fucking players. And yep. here they go. Right. Those two have been uh, just lights out with Shifley. So,
0: well, it's, it's, it's kind of the, uh, you know, the McDavid effect or, you know, from my, my generation, the dot effect. Like when you're, when you're on a line with that player, it's there's so much mm. pressure to just get the puck to your score.
1: Just watch him. In,
0: yeah. Right. Instead instead of actually playing in a system or anything, um, it's it's the idea is that oh I you know I need to get the puck to the guy who scores goals. Sure. Um, so and that can kind of screw up a unit, which is uh, yeah nine zero and two in the last eleven for the Jets. It's fucking Pretty nuts. Nice. That's nice. Um, you know, Hellebuck is playing like I mean that's not a surprise. Connor Hellebuck no. is Connor Hellebuck. No. Um, yeah, no, this is, a uh, it's, it's very surprising. Uh, it, it, they're on a good run. Let's see if they keep it up. But right now the West is littered with, with teams that I'm just not necessarily believing in, you know, like the, the abs Av- are seven, two and one, and we've got locker room comments uh, from players going like, Taves, yeah, there's man. a lot of, there's a lot of guys on our team that think they're good and they're not. And you're like, you guys are seven, two and one. What are you talking about?
1: Wasn't he talking about like, cause we're, it was like a couple days after and came out and was like, yeah. Sh- talking smack about someone yeah. on their uh, someone's oh, uh, dad or something someone's, like that. Someone's dad over in Finland yeah. or something was just giving it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, yeah, and, and, then, and then it
0: was, I think it was, it was a defenseman. I can't remember the defense, but yeah. So talking just massive shit. Like the, yeah, the team is like, sad, yeah. the team is having internal strife and in they're fucking first in their division and seven, two and one, like the, the halves are fucking fine. Like it's, they're gonna be okay. I don't know uh, if I ever played on a
1: hockey team like that where they were just so fucking good that like everyone was pissed off because they weren't like <laughs> putting up Boston Bruins numbers last right. year, right? Like it's just crazy. It makes makes it's no crazy. sense.
0: We'll see. I I think uh, it will, we we can kind of save the the league wrap for next. In fact, the next episode we could probably do a, a mid season check in and uh, and an awards look at the moment. Who's okay. the front runners? If you say um, so. Those always get contentious
1: sure thing. I love that.
0: All right, Taylor, you got anything else you want to you want to yeah, want to talk about?
1: Yeah, so the only thing I will say is if the Golden Knights and their fans want to get back on track, stop putting the word knights into the national anthem. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye.
0: <laughs> stop stop doing that. Uh Yeah, don't
1: do it. It sucks.
0: It's it's not Prince. Okay, as somebody who grew up in Spokane and Everybody yells chiefs at the end of it. Like I, I kind of yeah. understand, but
1: it's <laughs> so gross, dude. So, so annoying. There's it's a tradition. Nobody likes that team. dude. this. It's fa- it is so bad.
0: It's tradition. And you don't fuck with tradition.
1: Yeah. That's one I would fuck with. Jesus Christ.
0: All right, folks, uh, we appreciate you guys listening in and supporting the show. Uh, We hope you guys have a good time. We hope you guys had some laughs and you know a little bit more about hockey after watching one of our episodes. Uh, Please do us a favor. Jump on over to YouTube and subscribe to us and leave a nice review. Jump on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're an audio listener and uh, find us, subscribe to us, and leave a nice review on those platforms as well quick shout outs to fire chief john miller for sponsoring the show Mm longtime listener longtime supporter guys an absolute beauty thank you john also shout outs once again to the hub monterey cafe and the hockey podcast network also DraftKings as well for you to generate gamblers out there we could even do some draft uh some some odds next episode too that we haven't done that in a little while all right taylor anything else that's it all right folks we appreciate you